Indeed, I would say he was a pastor's pastor. And I certainly learn from Peter the kind of approach and the attitude that we need when we are dealing with sheep. Now, uh, we have learned that elders, pastors are in charge of caring for the flock, feeding the flock, and ministering to them. Now, what we need in the Lord's church is this pastoral spirit. Let there be more gentleness. Welcome again to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Golliher. What a joy to bring you the message of the gospel again, and I trust you will join with us right through the program. We're turning to 1 Peter 5, 7, that great text, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And today we're calling this Worry-Free Living. We have a hymn, This is My Father's World, but we begin now with Psalm 21. Psalm 20 was David's cry to God, before battle to get the victory. Psalm 21 is David's praise for the victory. And we learn that we must never forget to give thanks to God for answers to prayer. If we fail to give thanks, why would God answer us ever again? So let me read to you a few verses here in Psalm 21. The king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation how greatly shall he rejoice! Thou hast given him his heart's desire, and hast not withholden the request of his lips. Selah. For thou preventest him with the blessings of goodness. Thou settest a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked life of thee, and thou gavest it him, even length of days, for ever and ever. The complaint of unbelief is that God has forgotten us, that God refuses to hear us. David was delivered from all such thoughts when he penned this song or psalm for his people to sing in the Lord's presence. Thou hast given him his heart's desire, he said. These are sweet words in the soul of the praying man or woman, and also in the ears of God who waits to be praised. Much of our praying should be taken up with thanksgiving. We can use the ACTS formula, A for adoration, C for confession, T for thanksgiving, and S for supplication. And there is a true guide as we come to wait upon God in prayer. There are many Bible examples of prayers filled with praise. The Psalm 92.1, a psalm for the Sabbath day, and it is filled with many praises. There is the prayer of the Lord Jesus after the resurrection of Lazarus, where he prayed, I thank thee, Father, that thou hast heard me. In the New Testament also, Christians are called to a life of thanksgiving and of praise, that we may show forth the praises of of the Lord. Now, in this Psalm 21, you have the people to give thanks, the reasons to give thanks, and the time to give thanks. 
And next time we will look at these points. Thank you for joining with us. We're turning now to our item of music. This is My Father's World. Tonight we're coming to verses 5 and 6, 5 and 6 in 1 Peter chapter 5. And we are linking up uh, what we learned last week about the whole matter of uh, humility, being clothed with humility, and now casting all your care upon the Lord. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now tonight I have a title for this sermon. I hope that the sermon lives up to it. And I hope that you and I can live up to it. And it's called worry-free living. I wonder how many worry warts we have in church tonight. People who have to confess that they have a tendency to worry. Probably, if we're honest, every one of us are prey to the whole matter of given to fears and finding it difficult when the pressure is on and when we're in the pit of trouble to really roll the burden upon the Lord. Now, Peter was a pastor. Indeed, I would say he was a pastor's pastor. And I certainly learn from Peter the kind of approach and the attitude that we need when we are dealing with sheep. Now, we have learned that elders, pastors are in charge of caring for the flock, feeding the flock, and ministering to them. Now, what we need in the Lord's church is this pastoral spirit. Let there be more gentleness, more consideration, more caring. And this is one of those words that is so commonly used, so uh, self-explanatory in itself, that we could easily miss it. Now, Peter cared just as the Lord cared. How else could he write this text if Peter did not learn from the Lord himself? And he took up the issues of what the Christian is to do in the midst of all the cares of life. Now, I wanted to read the earlier verses of chapter 1 because the whole theme of this book is Peter writing to Christians in the fiery furnace of 
affliction. These people were under many forms of persecution. You may have seen in the news this week the exodus of people by night from the city of Homs in Syria. And they were fleeing for their lives. Uh, many of the men had been separated, and the fear is that they have been executed, and women and children are fleeing, leaving their city, leaving their homes, leaving their support, not knowing where to go, how they're going to care and provide for themselves. The pilgrim Christians in Peter's day were facing many forms of such persecution. And I drew up a list of questions that they must have had and wondered, where are the answers ever going to come from? How shall I provide food and shelter for my family? What will become of my family if I don't survive? How shall I personally endure the sufferings and deprivations? Will I blow it? Will I lose my Christian testimony in the midst of suffering? How shall I face this without complaining or blaspheming God or turning bitter against God? I'm afraid that my faith will fail and I will make shipwreck of my whole testimony. How will I bear the shame before friends and family? Have you ever been there? You've been in such deep waters that you were filled with shame, wondering how you're going to face even your best friend with such troubles and cares. How will I stand in the Lord's church as a sufferer if I fail to worship and serve God through this? How will I face doubts? What about Satan? Maybe he will get the advantage in the midst of my weakness and temptations. And then the question, will I carry this to my grave all the days of my life? And will I finally be saved? Or will I even lose all that I have gained in Christ? These are great questions, and they are great cares, and each one of us have borne such things from time to time. We have known the, the depths of darkness, the sinking feeling when you can see no way ahead and no way out. And Peter likens doing with cares what the workman would do with a sack of coal. Throw it off, casting your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Now, our Lord Jesus is not just a sin-bearer. That's perhaps a, a, a very poor statement of the truth. He is a sin-bearer. He's a wonderful sin-bearer. He is the only sin-bearer in the world. But he also bears the cares of life the irksome trials, burdens, and loads that we carry as Christians in this world. Uh, the Bible says that we have a brother born for adversity. 
And the Bible gives us many wonderful examples of the Lord carrying burdens for his people. I want you to turn in the book of Psalms tonight to the Psalm 107, verse 14. In the book of Psalms, you have the heart cries of many of God's children. And I know that you probably know that when you're in trouble, you want to go to the book of Psalms because it gives you life experiences that many of God's people go through. Psalm 107 and verse 14. It says, He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bonds uh, of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. Let me tell you that in your time of trouble to read such words will shine as rays of hope that will comfort, strengthen your heart. Because when a Christian's in trouble, the devil makes him think that he's all alone. There's no one that ever walked this path before. And you are the only one that has fallen into this pit. Now, another psalm is Psalm 116 where the psalm says, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compass me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And then you'll notice the testimony. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. And I would that we all could fulfill this command, casting your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Now, how horrible it is when parents have to send their children to school. And you remember the night before kindergarten starts, and you've got those little ones tucking them into bed, and they're filled with questions about tomorrow. Mommy, do I have to go? What will it be like? How will I make out? And of course, they just think their whole world is coming to an end. And how good it is to be able to console and comfort them out of your own experience, out of your own knowledge, and to lighten the load for little children. Now, is the Lord 
any less caring? Is it not true, as Peter says, for he careth for you? Now, there was a day when Peter was with the disciples in the rear of a little boat, and a terrible storm swept up. The winds blew, the waves were dashing that little bark on the high waves of the lake, and experienced sailors as they were, they thought they were going to perish. And all the while, where was the Lord? He was in the rear of the vessel, fast asleep. And sometimes in your Christian experience, you will think the Lord doesn't care. What did those disciples say to the master? Dost thou not care that we perish? And such thoughts, such dreadful thoughts, enter our minds and hearts that the Lord doesn't even care. Well, Jesus did care. And when they awoke him, and the Lord loves to be awakened to our needs, he wants us to go to him, cry to him, call upon him for help. And when we do, he can bid the wind be still and the waves to cease. He can do that in your life. And I know for many here tonight, he has done it again and again. And maybe you have your own journal, your own book of psalms or songs of praise, and you can write your own little history that I was in distress, and the Lord heard me. Now, tonight I have three H's that I want to preach tonight. I want us to see the hope that this text gives, casting all your care upon him. I want you to see the humility that it involves, and I want you to see the help that the Lord gives to his distressed people. Firstly, we have here the hope. What a wonderful text. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And here is hope, because these cares come from the mighty hand of God. There is purpose at work here. Let's go back to verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Now, we can only learn where our troubles come from, the hand that deals them, and that we can see that it is the hand of the Lord, then we begin to understand. Now, I alluded to this last week when our theme was submission and willingness to wear the servant's apron. And there is hope whenever we see that we are under the mighty hand of God. And the one who washed the disciples' feet, who gave that example of service, is the same Lord who cares for us. Also, there's hope because there is a due time involved in your cares. It says that he may exalt you, 
in due time. Now, we may not know the time. The clock's face is turned away from us, and we may have to keep asking. But there is a time when we will be relieved. And that's the test of our faith. We've got to trust in the Lord in that hour of distress. And if you think of a doctor when he's going around his rounds in the hospital ward, and the patient will say, Doctor, what do you think? Am I going to get better? Will this disease really dissipate? And will I overcome this? And the doctor, in a reassuring manner, will say to you, in due time, when you do your, take your treatments and medication and with proper care, in due time. How do you know, doctor? How can you be sure? He says, I have handled hundreds of cases just like yours before. And when Peter here exhorts us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due time, we know that there's a time when God will bring us out of the gloom. There is also here a future promise of help. It says that he may exalt you in due time. Now, we will leave some of this to the final part of the help that the Lord gives, but suffice to say that with God, there is hope. He has the answer, and he has the way out. Now, just remember that with God, the way up is down, and God humbles us and calls us to humble ourselves under his hand. Now, Peter found this to be true in his own experience. And on that dark night of Gethsemane, when our Lord was arrested and Peter was asked, Art thou one of them? Art thou a Galilean? And Peter cursed and he blasphemed and fell into terrible denial. Did the Lord care for Peter? Well, the Lord had already said, Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee. I have prayed for thee. Was the Lord interested in Peter? Did the Lord care? He had prayed for Peter in that hour. And we need to comfort ourselves in trouble to know that the Lord is praying for us. He intercedes for every one of his children, every one of his people. And one day you will speak of that kind of deliverance too, that the Lord lifted you up and set you free from that burden. Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak, and I hope that this message on casting your care upon the Lord has been of some help. Now, as I mentioned, there is hope in this text. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The thing we all need in trouble is hope. We need to know that someone is in control.
For the Christian, we know that God is sovereign. He rules over all things, and we can cast our care upon him. To do that, we have learned that it takes some humility. We must realize that we are not in control. There has to be submission. And surely the Christian's submission is the ground of peace. It is the ground of our resting. And this submission is involved in the casting of our cares upon the Lord. And I would like to persuade you and plead with you that you don't carry the burdens of life in your own strength, that you don't seek to walk the Christian life in your own power or to deal with the daily issues that are before you in your own strength. Cast your care upon the Lord. Allow the Lord to come and hold you up. Allow the Lord to come and apply his promises and to hold out his mighty hand to strengthen you. And I think right now of Peter walking on the water, looking onto the Lord Jesus, and uh, how he began to sink when he looked down at the billows. And then the Lord held out his hand and lifted Peter out of that water. We are indeed in need of the Lord carrying us along. And this is all a part of this need for humility. Therefore, now it is a very precious thought here that we are to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And even our problems, God's hand is in them. And while God is never the author of sin, nor does he uh, create evil, yet he allows evil and his hand is in it. And he can bring these things into our lives for his own sovereign purpose to work good in us. And the only way for us to uh, be at peace in these things is to humble ourselves, to submit, to surrender under his mighty hand. Now, and I know that it is the hand of love and the hand of grace, the hand that designed the cross of Calvary, the love of God flowing through that hand. Then I am ready to reach out and receive the grace and the goodness of God. And we must learn to do this, that we may indeed cast our care and enjoy peace with God. Casting all your care. Let me emphasize that as well. It's not just some of it, but all of it. It applies to business, it applies to people, it applies to family, and it applies to our own uh, struggles and issues of heart, that we cast all our care. And those things that create a burden in us, we take them to the Lord and say, Lord, come alongside, come along and, and, and just live in me and live through me, that I may bring glory to your name in each situation. So I trust this promise, First Peter 5, 7, will live in your heart and that you will join us again tomorrow as we turn to these things again. May God bless you, encourage you, lead you along further, and if I can be of any personal help, feel free to give me a call. Now stay tuned for the closing announcement. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music